CJ Stroud is the new hotness. Can his dynasty value maintain that level or is he going to fall off? Let's talk about it. Let's go. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Dynasty After Dark. I'm your host, Calvin Timms, and you know, this is kind of the dead period, but we thank you guys for tuning into this episode. It's going to be a one-off here. Just me, myself, um, talking through something that I was thinking about here this last week, and especially after this last weekend, watching C.J. Stroud just absolutely ball out against the Cleveland Browns, and this guy is a stud, and we're going to talk about his dynasty value today, so hopefully you guys are ready to talk about it in dynasty and really get into some of the details here on whether or not you should look to be getting C.J. Stroud. Is he at his ceiling yet in terms of value, or has he peaked and he's going to fall off going forward? So we're going to talk about all that today. Before we get into that, please uh, go follow us on Twitter. You can find myself on Twitter at TDC underscore Calvin. You can find the podcast at FF After Dark. And you can find my co-host, who's not on this video, but will be back here in a couple of weeks at, T, uh, at Dynasty underscore Dale. And yeah, we're, uh, like I said, we're kind of in the down period. We talked about it last week in our last mock draft. We're taking a little bit of a break. We're updating our rankings, going through the rookies, things like that. And we're going to be ready to rock and roll. But it doesn't mean we haven't been watching football. And there's not, there's still things that I want to talk about. And that's why I wanted to put this video out today for you guys. And there's going to be more um, over the next couple of weeks. You know, I'm not going to be completely disappearing, but maybe we're going to do a little bit more of the shorter content and some one offs of player specific stuff. If you like that kind of content, let us know down in the comments below and or on Twitter. Hit us up and just let us know your thoughts on this. And I'd love to hear what you guys have to say about this as well. You know, um, we we love that the football season was successful for a lot of you guys out there. But, you know, it's Dynasty, baby. This is the fun time of year. The, the, the offseason has just started. So that said, let's break down C.J. Stroud. Now, C.J. Stroud was an absolute beast this last year. I, I talked about it dicing up the Cleveland Browns this last week. And this guy finished as quarterback number 11 as a rookie, missing two games. This guy is legit. Now, before we get too far into it, the one thing that came to my mind earlier today was looking and thinking about C.J. Stroud and how he's playing right now reminds me so much of rookie year Joe Burrow. And if Joe Burrow hadn't torn his ACL, I think he and CJ Stroud would be like identical. He was balling out his rookie year. And unfortunately that got cut short due to the uh due to the the ACL tear and everything. You know, he was not quite on the pace that that CJ Stroud was this last year. Um, you know, I think his rookie year, Joe Burrow was on pace for around 280 points, which is actually, funnily enough, what CJ Stroud finished with in 15 games. You know, that's uh you add the other two games in there, and CJ Stroud was on pace to finish as the quarterback number uh six, actually, on the season. So Again, CJ Stroud is special. And, you know, I want to toot our horn a little bit on this podcast. We loved CJ Stroud. You know, he was our favorite one. We still thought that Anthony Richardson was the one you should take for fantasy football purposes before CJ Stroud. But um, if you remember back this time last year, we were talking about CJ Stroud and A Rich and those two guys together. 
in a tier of their own, well above Bryce Young. And we were getting called all kinds of crazy by people for not loving Bryce Young and, and being down on Bryce Young as much as we were. And, you know, a year later, it's kind of panned out. A. Rich didn't wasn't able to live up to the the complete billing, but in those games he started, he was a stud. And C.J. Stroud, again, we want to toot our own horn a little bit on this, but he was a very, very good player this year. Now, the one thing I want to preface this with is anything that I say against C.J. Stroud right now does not mean that I do not like C.J. Stroud. And, you know, I can see both sides of this argument for and against selling C.J. Stroud. So, um, let me talk about a little bit why the case for selling CJ Stroud. And then I'll talk a little bit about the reasons why maybe you want to keep him. And ultimately it's going to be up to you guys. But um, I just think that right now is the perfect time to go and sell CJ Stroud because his value has never been higher. And especially after this last playoff game, he's going to the Ravens and he gets a rematch against the Ravens um, here in just a couple of weeks. And that's going to be very interesting because you go back to they played the Ravens in week number one, his first ever rookie performance, rookie debut, and it was not a great game from C.J. Stroud. 44 pass attempts, only 28 completions for 242 yards. This was kind of before we knew that Baltimore Ravens defense was playing at another level. But we're going to see how the rust really affects Baltimore this week. And, you know, you go back to the Cleveland game, this is why I'm never a fan of re fully resting your starters for an entire week going into the fancy playoffs. You lose too much momentum for these teams that are that are rolling like this. Now, I don't know if Baltimore has to worry about that as much because the talent level on that team is so much greater than that of the Browns. Like the Browns are a good team, but they were rolling at the end of the year and that's why they had all the momentum and the backing behind them and resting Joe Flacco and those starters. I get it. I do. I understand the argument for it, but at the same time, you see what happens. They they just lose that momentum and they cannot get it back. So um, it's going to be an interesting game this upcoming weekend. If he somehow manages to beat the Baltimore Ravens in the way he's been playing the last couple of weeks, it's entirely possible. But man, oh man, CJ Stroud is going to be goaded. He'll be above Mahomes if he can beat the Baltimore Ravens this upcoming weekend. I can tell you that much. But that said, he is currently the quarterback number three in terms of value, and this is why I think that it's worth it to kind of consider a trade. You know, straight up players that you could uh, trade him for, Justin Jefferson, Lamar Jackson, he's he's more highly rated than Lamar Jackson, so you could get uh, Lamar Jackson and, you know, the 210, for example. Um, that's crazy to me. I get it. Like, Lamar Jackson is still higher than CJ Stroud in my my personal rankings for fantasy football in terms of you know NFL rankings I can kind of understand that argument but dude it's just it's crazy you can get Justin Jefferson straight up you could get Jamar Chase um, who people are down on a little bit with the 201 for example or Bryce Young um, he, his value I don't think can go any higher and that doesn't mean it's going to drop and that's what I wanted to say you know, I can see both sides of this argument because selling CJ Stroud, and if you can turn it into a package, and the one player that I would love to go and see what a package would, would kind of look like would be the player that actually finished slightly above him in Jordan Love. Jordan Love, his value has not caught up to where it should be. He's currently the quarterback nine in, in terms of rankings, but you could get, um, and this is all according to Keep Trade Cut, so take it with a grain of salt. You know, I'm not saying that Keep Trade Cut is the perfect uh, 
valuation system, but what it's good for is a public perception on these players. And this is why I think that striking while the iron is hot with CJ Stroud could get you a massive return if you play it right, right? So you could get Jordan Love and, you know, for example, um, the 106, and that'd be considered a fair trade. And Jordan Love finished higher than CJ Stroud this last year. Jordan Love was very, very good the back half of this last year. I think that from a fantasy perspective, quarterback, you know, five to 10 is probably CJ Stroud's floor for the next couple of years. He's going to be consistently in that top 10, consistently. And this is why we see guys like Patrick Mahomes up there every single year. Patrick Mahomes does not finish as the number one guy every single year, but, you know, he's young. He's a proven elite talent. And that's why he is consistently up there with Josh Allen is like the one, two, three with Jalen Hurts a couple. Um, you know, we'll see where Jalen Hurts kind of falls off to after this fall off in this in these last couple of weeks. But, you know, it's always been in startups. It's been Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes for the last two years. And then before that, it was Josh Allen and Mahomes. And, you know, Lamar Jackson was up there, too. Kyler Murray was up there, but it was always Mahomes up at the top. He's only finished as the quarterback number one twice in his um, six seasons as the starter. So, you know, he's not always going to be that number one guy. CJ Stroud is probably not going to always be that number one guy, but he's going to be consistently up there. And he's only 22 years old, man. He's 22. Having that longevity on a CJ Stroud is so valuable in a super flex league, even in a one quarterback league. Um, and this this video is more tailored towards super flex than one quarterback. You know, in a one quarterback, if you're looking to sell him, I don't think it's a bad idea. I don't know if you're going to be able to get the same kind of returns we're talking about here. Maybe you'll get like uh, the 104, 103 in a, in a one quarterback, but the dude is is balling out. And um, again, in Superflex, that longevity is extremely valuable. If you can have a floor top 10, top eight quarterback year in and year out, barring injury, that's a very good sign, and that's why keeping him makes a lot of sense and not trading him uh, could be definitely valuable. But at the same time, the reasons to sell him. One, you can get a massive payoff. Two, the one thing I want to point out that scares me a little bit, Bobby Slovic, the offensive coordinator for the Houston Texans, and I was talking about this a little bit with someone today, that this is the exact reason why I would never hire a defensive minded head coach and you know that's not fair necessarily to these defensive guys D'Amico Ryans has done a great job and I'm not saying anything against D'Amico Ryans he's been a great head coach for this team but when you have a very good offense under a defensive minded head coach that offensive player is going to that offensive coordinator is going to go and get job interviews and Bobby Slovic is being he's like the favorite to win the job in Carolina um, he's a, the favorite to win the job in Tennessee. So he's got a few different openings that they really want him to go over there and be the head coach for the team. This is after one year of success. He came from, he was the quarterback's coach, I believe under, under, um, Kyle Shanahan with the Niners last year. And all of a sudden he's getting just head coaching jobs out of nowhere because he was so good this last year with CJ Stroud. Now I think a lot of that has to do with CJ Stroud's talent. Again, I think CJ Stroud is very good, but it's not good for young quarterbacks to go through multiple systems. It's good to have a foundation around these guys. And that's what I think a lot of the problems in the current NFL are. 
you see a lot of detrimental offenses because there's so much changeover year in and year out. Once you get a good system, when they're the head coach of the team, it's great to just build those guys in that system, right? And and build up the players in the offensive system, not having to worry about changing that every single year. Now, you can make the counter argument on the defensive side of the ball, and that's why these defensive guys are getting the the head coaching jobs, but I think it's more critical for the success of your team to have the quarterback be consistent year in and year out. And, you know, sometimes you'll have a top five defense. Sometimes you'll have a top 20 defense, right? And it can fluctuate a little bit. But if that consistency from a quarterback standpoint is there, that's a little bit more valuable. So more than likely, C.J. Stroud next year is going to have a new offensive coordinator. And if he balls out again, you know, there's going to be the arguments. Well, maybe it's just C.J. Stroud that's propelling these guys and 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 elevating these offensive coordinators above their their kind of uh, above their pay grade a little bit. But at the same time, that offensive coordinator will go get head coaching job opportunities if he balls out with C.J. Stroud yet again. And then in year three or year four, he'll be on his third offensive system. And it's like he can he's a good enough player that I think that won't be a detriment to him long term. But it's also something you just don't want in these guys. And and I think that the fantasy consistency can take a little bit of a hit. I, I do think that he's talented enough, again, to finish as a top 10 guy every single year, barring injury. But at the same time, you know, you can see a little bit more if it's a bad system and a bad scheme. That's where he's going to be down a little bit. Maybe he finishes as 12 or 14 in a year because it's a bad system. Then they get rid of that guy, get a new one. And it's like... It's just not great to be consistently swapping in and out on these offensive coordinators. So that's the one downside. Um, Tank Dell is coming back, and and I like this offensive system for C.J. Stroud. The one thing I will say with that, too, you know, Nico Collins has definitely established himself as a solid player. Um, I was very worried about Nico after losing Tank Dell because I didn't know if Nico had it in him to, to carry this receiving core because – after Nico Collins, it's really weak. It's really, really weak. They had a very good powerhouse duo between Tank Dell and Nico Collins. The one question I have is with Tank Dell coming back, it was a bone break, so he he should be just fine. But at the same time, is he going to be able to get that lightning in a bottle back that he had last year under a new system, under a new coordinator and all that as well? You know, sometimes these wide receivers, they have it and then just – unexplainably it goes away and they never get it back. And um, I don't think that with Tank Dell, he was a rookie this last year too. He has so much room for potential growth and everything. But, you know, if, for example, any reason that that Tank Dell takes a step back um, and they don't bring in another guy because they they think, oh, we have Nico and we have Tank Dell, we, we should be fine. That's a little bit concerning. Um, hopefully they, they use that their first round pick to go and get someone in the draft later on, you know, whoever it may be, um, pick your your wide receiver there at the end of the first round. But, you know, getting a third wide receiver in here to just solidify this offense would be amazing. But, yeah, there's a little bit of concern with the turnover. Their offensive line played out of their mind. Um, if you look at it, C.J. Stroud only had 38 sacks. Now, I think he had a lot to do with that because his pocket presence and, and maneuverability is just it's so beautiful to watch. And this is what I saw when I watched him at Ohio State, why I liked him so much. So I don't know if he's going to get much better at that. You know, I don't think that sack number is going to go down to like 
20 or, or even low 30s. But, you know, if this offensive line takes a step back and all of a sudden, you know, he's in the Joe Burrow category where he's taking um, 50 sacks, 40 sacks, then it could be a little bit more detrimental for his production as well. So, you know, there are a few concerning signs with how good they've played this last year. Is it sustainable? I don't know. And that's what's going to be so much fun to watch over the next couple of years with the Texans. But it's a great place to be, for sure. If you're a Texans fan, uh, congratulations. You guys didn't have to wait too long for you guys to be relevant again. But CJ Stroud, again, holding on to him in a Superflex dynasty, I get it 100%. You're going to have a locked and loaded top 10 guy year in and year out to slot into either your quarterback one or your Superflex slot, you know, it's going to be great. It feels great to have those guys solidified in there. But again, if you were to look at moving on from him this offseason, I don't blame you either, man. It, cashing in when elite players are at their highest, it's good process in my opinion. And, you know, if you can sell CJ Stroud for a Jordan Love plus whatever, the 106 or whatever it is, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. And maybe I'll do a video specifically on Jordan Love here in the next couple of days, but I mean, Jordan Love, this kid is legit, dude. I, I I truly believe you saw the difference in the first half and the second half for Jordan Love. This kid, oh my goodness, has something has clicked for him. And I was talking about this a little bit earlier too. Could you imagine, could you imagine if Green Bay goes from Bart Starr to Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers, to Jordan Love in the Hall of Fame. Like, that stretch of quarterbacks would be insane if Jordan Love can somehow manage to get to the Hall of Fame. Now, it's a little early for that. I'm not saying that he's going he's going to the Hall of Fame, but I do think that he has shown the talent that he has for sure. And uh, I'm excited to see what happens. This team is young and, and, and it's going to be going – it's going to be rocking and roaring going forward. So – Maybe I'll do a video about Jordan Love. Let me know down in the comments if you want to see something about that as well. If there's any other players that you guys are interested in listening to um, a little bit of a, a monologue on, let me know. And I could happily put together a video talking for or against these players, what you should do with them. Um, I like doing these solo ones a little bit more. Uh, they, they're fun for me because I get to kind of just reform my thoughts to you guys so let me know your thoughts on this again comment down below hit us up on twitter at tdc underscore calvin at dynasty underscore dale for my co-host and at ff after dark for the podcast and yeah we're going to be putting out more content for you guys in the coming weeks so thank you guys so much for listening and until next time have a good night and we all got dreams we all want things but what you gon' do for it? How you gon' move for it? What you gon' be?